0: Japanese here. The chief has arrived. Everything's under control, gang. Just uh, sit back, cool it, you know, pull your gut in. And uh, I'd like to point out that we're having jello for supper here tonight. Little SOS, maybe even some, uh, some uh, salmon loaf, which you certainly will enjoy down at the mess hall. I want to make sure that everybody here is squared away. And, uh, of course, there will be a full field inspection at 0730. That's tomorrow. And uh, there will be a—you <laughs> just uh, stand by. It's gonna be all kinds of exciting things. Yes. Sir. You have such a mature mind. Why do you always have to do those ridiculous adolescent things? Signed, i Martha Dean fan. My God, get on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hi, right, yeah, just like I said, uh, we're going to do a little more tonight. I just got back, uh, sorry to give you a preface, I just got back last week from a trip around the world. Sarah Shepard gets around, I'll tell you, by George. And uh, the last place that I was in was uh, Tokyo, Japan. And I have a feeling, uh, this is a very, of course, not a very private feeling, actually, because I think most uh, people who have been doing any international traveling and uh, studying the situation for the last couple of years recognize this, that uh, let me tell you, you're going to hear a lot more from Japan in the next 15 years. I suspect... Uh, I suspect uh, a lot of things, but uh, Japan is a fascinating place, and uh, beautiful, too, in some ways, many ways, in fact. And uh, it looked different. Uh, I'd been in Japan once before, briefly, but uh, it looked a lot different than uh, I thought it did. Would you please give me a little of that uh, cheap Japanese koto music, please? Please. Please. So tonight... We are going to take you briefly to Japan. Now, the one thing you will not hear much of in Japan, and I found this out uh kind of a disappointment, is Japanese koto music. You know, we always think of Japan as being this uh, serene, quiet place and little, uh, little pools with uh, rose petals falling into them and all that jazz. Forget it. Tokyo reminds me of one continuous revolving Times Square, 24 hours a day. I mean, man, one continuous revolving. So about the only place you're going to hear any discoto music is right here. You will not hear it in Japan. Thank you. (laughs) In fact, uh, I I, uh, was listening to FM in in Japan, and uh, they had a lot of dramas and stuff on FM, a lot of rock. Fantastic amount of rock. But more than that, what surprised me is there's a lot of jazz on FM over there. Of course, uh, there is a, is a is a channel there, FEN. Have you ever heard of FEN? The Far Eastern Network, F-E-N, which is the armed forces there. Our armed forces have a big FM station and AM station. there, all throughout Japan and Okinawa and that whole area there. And they're tremendously listened to. I mean, everybody listens to this network. And uh, there's a lot of jazz on it. And, I mean, real jazz. The real stuff. So if you think jazz is dead, friend, it's alive and living everywhere else in the world. Except here. We probably don't really recognize it here. <laughs> It'll take us another 20 years to realize this, man. But it's uh, it's good. I sat there in my hotel room with F-E-M on and F-E-N. I don't know why I say M. It's F-E-N. And uh, enjoyed uh, listening to this. But uh, Japan... Uh, is, is, a, is a place that uh, stuns a lot of people. It really does. It, uh, it really hits you. Uh, right from the very instant you get into their fantastic airport, which is uh, an enormous, sprawling airport, uh, the, the airport terminal itself is, uh, is like, a, like a tremendous glass icebox when you get into it. It's just uh, innumerable passages, signs. Uh, everything is in both English and Japanese, you, uh, you see uh, Japanese uh, writing everywhere, but you also see English writing everywhere. And uh, it's, just a, it's just a big, rushing, hurrying, gigantic place. I had just left Hong Kong and uh, arrived in Tokyo. And the, the tapes which you are going to hear, they're very, they're very uh, off the cuff. I carry with me always a little tape recorder and I make comments to myself as I go. And uh, the, the the tapes that you're going to hear now were tapes that I recorded watching Japanese television. You know, you can tell a lot about a society by its popular arts. In other words, if you go to a museum and uh, you spend the time in the you museum, know, they're very enjoyable and they're great to go to, but you really don't see much about the contemporary society. If, if the average guy was to go up here to the Metropolitan uh, on Fifth Avenue, you know, the Metropolitan Museum, he wouldn't come away with much of an idea of, of the society we're living in. Uh, he would come away with a better idea of the society by listening, say, 24 hours, one given period, to the radio that's going on in, in America and watching television. Because uh, these things reflect a lot of the things that uh, The commercials especially. This, I, th- I find, is fascinating. And here is a tape that I recorded while I was sitting 14 stories above... Tokyo, in a fantastic hotel called Keio Plaza, or Keio Plaza, it's more properly pronounced. It's spelled K-E-I-O, and it's the tallest building in Japan. It's a tremendous slab. It's only been open about six or seven months. It's a slab standing high over Tokyo, and the entire wall of my room was glass. And I was looking out over the whole city, and in the distance you could see Mount Fuji, actually it's not Fuji. Yama, the word Yama means mountain in Japanese, so if you say Fujiyama, you said Fuji Mountain, and it, it hangs like a ghost in the air. You, you you can't really see the base of it, you just sort of see the snow and it hangs through the very slight haze that's always over Tokyo. They have a real problem with smog there, but you, it's beautiful because Fujiyama just hangs in the air there, and I was looking at Fujiyama and the television set was on. I was looking down at Tokyo and the time was, uh, oh, maybe one o'clock, two o'clock in the afternoon. And the little television set in my room was going and I was trying to absorb what I could of uh, that momentary uh, Japanese civilization. It's it's totally now Japanese civilization. It's really, everybody is tuned into transistor radios. Everywhere you go, guys have got transistors plugged in their ears. Uh, Everywhere you go, you see great big signs for Nikons and Canon camera equipment, fantastic signs for Hi-Fi, enormous signs, great red neon signs that say uh, Kenwood Hi-Fi hanging over the city. And here are some of my comments that I made as I was sitting in my hotel room. Now now, uh, there's a shot of the announcer here. He's actually on screen now. Now the thing I'm describing at this point was a baseball game that was being about the first performed. Game. They're flashing the score of the first game on the screen right now, and uh, this uh, this is really uh, uh, the first time I've, I've seen uh, Japanese baseball once in a while telecast in the states, but only very well edited. Uh, Japanese baseball viewed here from uh, this, the vantage point of Japan is really. Uh, is really something because uh, all the various rituals that take that are part of the Japanese baseball scene are broadcast, of course. Now, I'm going to switch to another channel and see what's on the next channel. Right now, it's between games, and uh, they're talking about the first game. Well, this uh, channel is happens to be channel three, and uh it's apparently just music uh, they uh, they broadcast yeah it 's a music channel uh, or at least right now that 's what they have on they have nothing but pictures a still picture on the screen of a lake and a mountain and this music in fact it 's pictures of the british countryside there 's a British castle on the screen now. Well, that's channel three. Now I'll switch to channel four. Oh, it, it looks like a uh, drama is underway here. Oh no, it's uh, it's a classroom. Ah, uh, the uh, the teacher's up in front of the class holding a snake, and uh, the kids are all sitting there in uniform watching the snake. And now, yes, it is a drama. Now there's a switch to another scene. (laughs) That's Japanese in color. It's a drama of some kind. It looks a little bit like a soap opera. Here's Channel 6. This is a Japanese commercial for a hair. For something to do with, uh, I believe, either skin or hair. That was a Japanese commercial. Here's another one. Girl in a kimono is now walking. This is apparently part of a drama. I'm sorry. It's another drama. She's walking along. Uh, oh, no, it's a lipstick commercial. Japanese, by the way, you notice uh, this is me uh, locally now. Uh, are very sneaky about their commercials. They often come on. They mouse trap you. There's a man. lot of men looking at her with absolute uh, fantastic admiration. She's wearing a kimono. She smiles at the camera. Ah, uh, how lovely. <laughs> That's a Japanese uh, lipstick commercial. Oh, By the way, uh, that's another thing I've noticed on Japan television: uh, the Japanese are so materialistic. Uh, you just couldn't believe the materialism here in this nation, uh, which, of course, is a is a general reversal of what most people think of the Orientals. But uh, uh, they, uh, right here in Tokyo, every third Japanese seems to have a camera around his neck. With about $500 worth of, uh, equipment hanging on but I noticed a lot of things in Japan that I've never seen anywhere else. For example, amateur radio is so popular here in Japan, it's, uh, such a big thing now that they have departments in the regular department stores for amateur radio. Something I've never seen before. Being a ham radio operator, any of you hams might be interested in hearing that, that, uh, Right here in Japan, amateur radio is so big that uh, it's it's uh, they have a regular department in the department store for it with uh, single sideband equipment, all kinds of 2 meter equipment, crystals and and uh even uh, CW equipment, SSB equipment, and it's uh, right there in the middle of the uh, appliance department. This apparently is a uh, an interview show looks like a Japanese girl uh, of some kind is being interviewed beautiful girl by the way now i'll switch to another channel here's a here's a rock show a bunch of kids uh a rock group this is a uh, another commercial, of course. It's cow hair rinse, C-O-W, cow hair rinse. And there's a picture of what looks like Elsie the cow. <laughs> She's uh, holding up... Uh, Uh, what looks like a Pan Am bag, and now here's another commercial coming. That's what I was going to make that point, that the Japanese uh, have a tremendous number of commercials on TV. You see just commercial after commercial after commercial. And a lot of them are very well done, a lot of animation and beautifully done. But the thing that's interesting about it is is that they advertise all kinds of things here in Japan that we rarely ever see advertised in the States. For example, there are thousands of camera commercials. Here on uh, Japanese television, uh, very technical ones, uh, advertising things like uh, advertising things like uh, uh, oh, all kinds of uh, filters, uh, special technical equipment. Others, the the average Japanese is so uh, hip on photography that uh, regular television commercials will have things like telephoto lenses and so forth on them, and, and not as special commercials. Another thing, too, of course. Is that uh, the uh, the Japanese are are totally hobby conscious? Uh, you see great crowds of people uh, going to uh, the fishing clubs, uh, yachting clubs, and one thing, or another. It's all very well organized. You buy the uniforms and so forth in in the Japanese department stores. Incidentally, baseball is so big in Japan that they have an entire department in the K.O. Uh, the Keio, uh department store, which is a big department store here. That sells nothing but Japanese uniforms, uh, baseball uniforms, and numbers, and so on. Never seen that in an American department store. Uh, by the way, this is W O R New York. Now we're hearing a Japanese song. This girl is really emoting it. Wow. By the way, there's a there's a strong streak of ham in the Japanese performers. They really hoke it up. Waving a fan in the air, the, and <laughs> they really hoke it up. Yeah, I'll switch to another channel. See what we got here. This apparently is an educational channel. There's a a very serious-looking lady that seems to be uh, lecturing. Yeah. Most uh, educational channels around the world have the same look. Uh, the the people look very serious. They're generally not very good-looking, and they rarely wear makeup. And they look extremely uh, solemn as they talk to the camera. This is uh, worldwide. (laughs) Now here's the ball game again. Yeah, I think this is the ball game. No, that was a golf match. Incidentally, uh, uh, golf has become another mania of the Japanese uh, they're uh, taking up golf in fantastic numbers, and last night on television, right in prime time, they had a, a whole hour show uh, of a professional explaining various types of golf shots. Again, something you rarely see in America, unless it's on little tiny channels at the end of the dial on Saturday morning. But this, this was a very serious uh, show. Uh, educational show on how to get out of a sand trap <laughs> which wouldn't uh, hurt a lot of people in america uh, and uh, we're uh, now I'll switch to the ball game here yeah, the game is now underway I can't tell what this is. It uh, seems to be a shot of the scoreboard. I, I may be wrong uh, It's very difficult when you don't know Japanese. It's a totally enigmatic language to the westerner at least Oh, here's an English show uh, Melodies or some of the arrangements were very very modern and others were classical. For example, you heard in green sleeves the first part was modern, the next part was classical, the next part modern. That happens with folk songs. Uh, that is what a folk song is. Something I see. This is that channel with the uh, English music before. Goodbye. Goodbye. That's where they end their shows. Goodbye. Where the show. He says, "Well, that's over now. Goodbye." This is a, uh, an educational show called Folk Songs in Britain with Alan Turney and with Japanese subtitles. Now, here's the ball game. Seems to be a lot of uh, siren blowing uh, here in Japanese uh, television. At least I mean Japanese baseball. Now, the teams are huddling. Now, I've never seen this in American baseball. The team is huddling. They're all in a circle and they're all looking down to the ground. It's a little tight knot like a huddle and the, apparently the coach is in the middle they're, uh, it, it, uh, they're in front of the dugout both teams are doing it one team is in front of its dugout. the other team is in front of its dugout and they're they're apparently meditating the coach is I see the coach is exhorting them each team is is being uh, being uh, exhorted by his own coach Looks so like a pep talk Advice mo, the Japanese ball players, of course, are tiny compared to the U.S. players. And in fact, that's a, a strange feeling uh, you, when you walk up and down the streets in, in Tokyo and uh, mingle with the uh, Japanese, you feel gi- uh, like a giant. Uh, <laughs> uh, i, I uh, It's fascinating, that strange feeling. This is NHK, which is the... Japanese National Television Network Hokkaido. 26人が乗り組ん so, On the screen it says NHK。now I'm going to switch back to that golf that's apparently his news he's giving right now I can't tell it looks like news uh, pictures of things are coming on the screen any of you know Japanese probably know how wrong I am now I'm watching Uh, Nagasaki is about to... This is another ball game. They have two games on at once here in, in uh, <laughs> Tokyo. Okay, fine. Thank you, George. And uh, if you guys will set up that uh, that tape, uh, the night in the Ginza. So uh, so that that's what you're listening to. You're listening to get that tape set up uh, in there, and I'll give you the cue and I'm ready to go. While you're doing that. We have some commercials here, so let's get some of these commercials out of the way. we got, speaking of commercials, we got our own here. <laughs> how do you do, Mr. Sponsor, how do you do? Here's the time for a commercial for you. We'd be glad to put it in if you'll get up the tip. How do you do, Mr. Sponsor, how do you do? If you're going to take a vacation in Europe, go where the Europeans go, to Portugal. (laughs) Uh, They still have that great old world charm. And at T.A.P., they have the perfect way for you to enjoy everything from their ancient castles and quiet countryside to their Fado music and elegant restaurants. They have a two-week royal treatment tour of Lisbon the Algarve and Madrid for only $409 a person and a two-week royal treatment tour of Portugal and Spain for only $453 per person. These and their many other tours include round-trip economy, airfare, and prices subject to government approval. This is going to be the year, believe me, that Portugal becomes the first country in Europe to visit. So call your travel agent or TAP for complete details. The number in New York is 421-8500. Take a European vacation where the Europeans do in Portugal. This is the last show I'm going to do on this trip that I just took around the world, and I, uh, I just uh, I'm surprised at the at, at the the number of people who enjoy hearing about other countries. It, it always surprises me. I don't do uh, travelog type shows. I just love to travel, and and uh, it's it's a uh, it, when you when you hit a country like Japan, and you're only going to be there a short time, you have to be very careful about what you do with your time. You can spend a lot of time just doing nothing, standing around in hotel lobbies, and this happens to people. Uh, I had a great Japanese dinner there. Uh, I happen to uh, I happen to like Japanese food. Not many people had. Japanese, food. it's not as popular in, in the States as uh, Chinese food. And by the way, speaking of Chinese food, we might as well lead right into a spot here, right into a commercial. Uh, let's see. Yeah, here, here's a, here's a commercial. Speaking of Chinese food, uh, but, but incidentally, the Japanese enjoy Chinese cooking, but they have terrible Chinese food. <laughs> I went into a Chinese restaurant. I just wanted to know what Chinese food would taste like in Japan. And, boy, was I ever disappointed because I'm used to much better uh, Japanese. Chinese food, actually, is much better here than it is in Japan. And, in fact, I've had better Japanese food here in, in New York than I had in a couple of top Japanese restaurants in Japan. Now, you figure that one out. But uh, if you're really interested in good Chinese cooking, we'd like to recommend the Great Shanghai and especially their Sunday brunch uh, they have a great buffet, which is served from 11 until 4 every Sunday afternoon and Sunday morning. That means all you can eat for 2.75, and children under four feet tall are only a dollar and a half. It's the Great Shanghai, Broadway at 103rd Street, and there's an IRT station right comes right up there. Broadway at 103rd. It's the Great Shanghai, Broadway at 103rd. How about that general tire spot? You got it in there for me, George? Okay, hit the button there. Let's go. we are having a big sale. So Listen to this friends, strong 4-ply nylon core general jet tubeless white walls in popular size 650 13 now anniversary priced at only 66 bucks for a complete set of four tires. The excise tax, federal tax is 175 per tire. So it's a real good deal. They also have good things going for big car owners. So Mount your General Jet White Walls today. The sale ends Saturday, the 15th of April. That's at the home of the big red General Tire G. And let's see. In Smithtown, Long Island, see Bill Shrink at General Tire Service 890 Jericho Turnpike. Bang. How about that, man? You like that? Well, you know, you're dealing with a pro here, George. Let's see, we got General Tire, and we have, uh, here's, here's, a, speaking of other restaurants, here's another one. It says, uh, good Lord, look at the, the opening of the commercial. says, uh, uh, announcer, please read, slowly, romantically. <laughs> tell you how to read this. It says, there you are, at an intimate table, graced by candlelight. The sounds of strolling musicians create a mellow mood as you enjoy a sumptuous dinner prepared in the continental style. Now, read louder and faster. It says, No, you're not an appreciated cafe, but in the delightful Le Champ restaurant right in the heart of Manhattan on East 40th Street between Park and Madison. Le Champ. And yeah, that's a good restaurant. And by the way, the address is 25 East 40th Street between Park and Madison. For reservations, call LE26566. LE26566. And it says, Read romantically. Remember the name. Le champ. Love, Isabelle. <laughs> now, uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> what else do we have there? Oh, we got our flapping birds here. Speaking of French, the French are enigmatic, as we all know. And uh, here's a Frenchman spent three years designing this ornithopter, this flying bird, which is a 16-inch bird, just to wind up in the back there, and he flaps his wings and takes off, which is something you probably wish you could do. But your little bird can do it. It's only three dollars and ninety-eight cents, and you have your choice of a yellow one or a magnificent white pista stuff type bird. And you could fly it around the neighborhood and get all the Archie Bunkers and your crowd mad. Three dollars and ninety-eight cents, and it's guaranteed to fly. This little bird. Uh, you don't uh, send any money. Well, you actually send the check or a money order. Don't send cash. Check or money order to Flying Bird. It's flying bird. You know how to spell a flying bird. Department S, and you all know how to spell S. Post office box 1, even you, post office box 1909, Grand Central Station, New York, New York. New York state residents, of course, add tax. (laughs) Even adding tax to everything. So you just add tax to your bird, three ninety (laughs) eight, and you'll have fun. And your life will open up like a vast new, wonderful vista of passion, it says here. (laughs) Let for Princeton. WPRP, yeah. Oh, man, Shepard is going to be at Alexander Hall in Princeton again Saturday, April the 22nd at 8 p.m., the fourth consecutive year. A little bit benefit here for WPRB. Yes, the same wonderful station that brought you Doc Savage. Now bring you Gene Shepard. For tickets, send 3 dollars half per ticket. Check or money order made out to WPRB. And send it to Box 342, Princeton, New Jersey. I repeat, WPRB, Box 342, Princeton, New Jersey. Or you can pick up your tickets now at the Princeton University Store. 36 University Place, Princeton, New Jersey, of course, slob. And don't forget the date, April 22nd, Saturday. It's another big benefit for the Princeton Radio Station, WPRB. Shepard will be on hand. Shepard will be wearing his green bikini, waving his arms, yelling and hollering and swinging from the rafters. Oh, You'll be there. Slow, boy. Yeah, yeah, let's go, boy. I said let's go. Now, let's see. We have uh, Shoe Town. Here is a message from Shoetown, especially for men and boys and people with uh, web feet. Fellas, whenever your recreation pleasure, whatever it is, whether it's ball playing, bike riding, camping, kite flying, or swinging, jogging, or just plain relaxing, you'll enjoy it more in stripers from Shoe Town. Well, what's Shoe Town? It's the place for men of all ages. It's the one shoe store where you always find first quality brand name merchandise at savings of up to 60%. Now, what are stripers? Well, they're those groovy looking, super comfortable sneakers. By the way, Groovy is right here in the copy, so don't come and say Shepherd's using last year's words. Uh, that's the copy here with the great-looking stripes on the sides. Sneakers with stripes all over them, and here's the best part: Shoetown has a great selection of these striper sneakers <laughs> at up to eight dollars, but priced at just five ninety-nine at Shoetown. Shoetown, where you always find great buys on famous brand shoes for the entire family. Now you got that march of dimes, ding dong, hit it. You are the light of the world You are the light of the world But the candlestick ain't much good without a wick You fire light, you the light of the world Hi, I'm Stephen Nathan from the cast of the off-Broadway rock musical Godspell A lot of kids want to do something about the world But they don't know what Or they feel funny doing it alone that's what the second annual March of Dimes Walkathon is about. It's a way for kids to be together and show that they care about the quarter of a million babies born every year with birth defects. The walkathon's just for one day, Sunday, April 16th. And it's like a spring walk, only it's for 20 miles or until you get tired. Won't you join the walkathon on April 16th? For details, call the March of Dimes Walkathon at area code we 212. Have. Six seven seven two one hundred. Okay, let's go. I suppose you heard me talking to Georgia. How much time do we have? That's all right. All right, we got just enough time. Now let's get back to Japan. I'm sorry about all those commercials. That's the name of the game, baby. That's the name of the game. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> but uh, getting back to uh, getting back to Japan, uh, you know, I've, I've uh, I've heard all my life about the Ginza and uh, for those of you who don't know what the Ginza is it's uh, it's it's like it's like well it's it's a specific Japanese thing uh, it's it's almost like a like a, a combination of Fifth Avenue at at its most uh, well at its most Fifth avenue in other words it's a big famous fantastic shopping center. Uh, it's also it has a great, a great uh, kind of a, of a, of an overlaying quality of a kind of super Times Square. There's also touches of Coney Island, but then again, it's specifically itself because it is Japanese, and the Ginza goes back oh better than a hundred years in Tokyo and many years ago. Uh, the Ginza was the place where you had to have a shop. If you if you were if you're any kind of a merchant at all in in Tokyo, you had to be on the Ginza. It was it man, it was, uh, it was a fantastic scene, and and it goes. It seems like it goes 24 hours a day, and the Ginza has grown in a hundred years. And 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 back in the 1920s, when they had the big hurricane or rather the big earthquake in Japan, the entire Ginza was destroyed. It's been rebuilt and developed and rebuilt again, but it sort of persists like a like a fantastic uh mushroom cloud of commercialism and it is wild, man. I want to tell you, I went down on a Saturday night to the Ginza and uh, I just walked around with my tape recorder to give you an idea of the of the, of the tremendous volume of sound millions of people are almost all Japanese remember I mean, it's not particularly tourist. Almost all the, the Japanese are just wandering up and down the streets and they have thousands and thousands of little tiny shops, and they sell everything. And man, everything in the world is there. You can, you can buy anything from, uh, from uh, the most complex uh, uh, astronomical equipment. I mean, stuff you know with, with involved lenses to the worst kind of uh, pornography. It's all cheek by jowl, and all these joints are all over the place. Millions of signs, and it just glows with, with, a, with an enormous life. And I just walked up and down. I didn't, didn't particularly go into places, but where do you hear some of the stuff that I recorded? I just walked around with my tape recorder going, and this is what Saturday night on the Ginza sounds like. <laughs> Listen to that hissing sound, now, that's a special sound. You hear it? Just listen to that hiss Now the distortion on it. it was actually on the music that I was hearing It wasn't uh, in the tape recorder It was very distorted music And listen to that hiss listening to the sound of about 300 Japanese men on the Ginza dressed in black suits and white shirts and black ties, all playing slot machines. That's the sound of slot machines, baby. No women playing, all men, all wearing black suits for a weird sight. And they don't smile. They just sit in there and work these things. And millions of little steel balls go up and down in the, in the slot machines. I'm back out on the street. I'm walking along to Ginza at Saturday night. <laughs> that was a sight to, to stop you in your tracks. Uh, it's a slot machine emporium. And there must be 300 Japanese men, all men. Uh, Most of them wearing black suits and white shirts solemnly uh, playing slot machines. Never a smile. And uh, it is Saturday night. It's about nine o'clock in the evening and uh, the Ginza, of course, is like Times Square multiplied by maybe 50,000. This is a place where everybody in Tokyo eventually winds up. And uh, there are thousands of restaurants, shops, the uh, signs everywhere. You can't Uh, The first thing that hits you is you can't even see the buildings with the thousands of signs. And the uh, constant smell of fish frying and shrimp frying. It's the Ginza. And uh, there must be uh, four million people walking along the streets here. Japanese lanterns hung and it's quite windy tonight. But that's pretty common. I'm going past another slot machine in You can hear them again. Listen to those slot machines. Those are slot machines you're hearing. You can hear them for blocks. Fantastic sound. Like the sound of a million bees. Uh, another crowd is in their playing slot the machines. Two drunken Japanese men just walked by me. You could smell the sake for a hundred feet ahead. This is the way the Ginza sounds on a Saturday night, typical Saturday night in spring. Japanese traffic sound. Man, these guys drive like uh, kamikaze pilots, if you may excuse the expression. Isn't that a wild sound? That whole uproar. Fantastic. Yeah. Everywhere uh, here in the Ginza, unexplained loudspeakers suddenly start flaring out at you. jazz joint. Listen to the Japanese jazz. You're listening to Japanese jazz. Uh, This is coming out of a bar and it's live. thought Japan was such a soft, serene, gentle place, didn't you? I'll tell you. I've been all around the world, and I must uh, admit, I've never seen anything like the Ginza. I've heard about it most of my life in one way or another, but uh, the reality of it kind of cuts anything I've ever heard. The uh, crowds are tremendous. The sounds are just overwhelming in most places, but uh, the thing that hits you, first of all, is uh, how many billions of signs that uh, shine all over this place. It's just like one big, vast, fantastic mass of neon and flashing signs and lights, but all over it. through, uh, Through all of it, you can smell that fish and shrimp. Tempura. Sushi, sukiyaki, teriyaki, and uh, I'm waiting across the street now. Do you hear the sound of Japanese voices as you walk across the street? You're going to hear one great sound here. Listen carefully here. big deals here in uh, Japan it's suddenly become a fantastic mania by the way uh, the one thing that Japanese share in uh, having cop with Americans is that they're probably the most wonderful people in the world even more uh, more okay it's that that part gets all, all broken up because of the wind but uh, just at the end of that, uh, and we don't have time to let you hear it. But at just at the at the end of that particular moment, uh, a little Japanese dressed in a uh, in a uh, tuxedo came running out of a doorway and grabbed a hold of my elbow, and he said, "Yo, yo, yo, like Cavalier. And I said, "What? You know yo like Cavale naked ladies?" Oh! <laughs> and he's pointing upstairs, and uh, they've got you know these joints that you see up and down Forty Second Street here in in New York. Uh, all these pointy joints uh, with the, quote, live shows, exotic shows. Oh, man, I'll tell you, they, they've got them going full blast in Japan with enormous signs with very lurid ladies peering out, very badly uh, drawn. But, man, they're standing there, and and they come complete with incredible mammary development. <laughs> but uh, that 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 moment on on uh, on the Ginza when I walked across the street and the guy—I guess I have the look of a guy who uh, either secretly does or would like to spend a lot of his times in, in places uh, like uh, cabaret. You know, you come cabaret lady, naked lady. ho, you have good time tonight, huh? And I said, I don't have time. He said, Oh, we put on a quick show. <laughs> I don't know what the hell a quick show is. Maybe four or five minutes, man. But uh, that's, uh, that's Japan, and, and it, uh, in keeping with almost everything I've found everywhere else I've ever been, almost our, our ideas of things are almost 180 degrees out of phase with what they really are, you know? But uh, the one thing you don't find in Japan much of these days is the famous uh, uh, serene Japanese uh, quiet little pool filled with goldfish with uh, drifting lily pads. Uh, You see it on postcards. The man, what you actually see is 28 million uh, Toyotas running all over the place uh, with horns blowing, with guys working on two-way radio, taking pictures at the same time and running their hi-fi, full blast. It's... (laughs) Oh, so, Japan, yes. Very, very good. Well, enjoy hi-fi. Yeah. And uh, as I left left the hotel, the the guy at the the desk, he says, Oh, you buy hi-fi. You take hi-fi home. I said, No. He said, How come? You want to high fire? We have. I got high fire. Yeah. I said, "Well, I, I, you know, I don't really. I came here for serenity and peace and little Koto music." Oh, Koto, uh, Oh, oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I think we have some someplace. Yeah, yeah. You may find it somewhere. Yeah. And I drifted on out to the street with the wind blowing, and I figured, well, Kipling was right. Uh, <laughs> east is east, west is west. We. Constantly drift along. Problem is, we got the same planet, you know. Also, yeah. Uh, you come Tokyo? You enjoy Very nice-looking ladies, And this is W O R New York. You stay tuned for Lester Smith. He's got the news.